Oh, so you like listening to podcasts, huh? Well, so do a lot of people. As a matter of fact, millions of listeners are tuning into podcasts every week, and your next customer could be one of them. Did you know that podcast advertising is one of the most effective ways to advertise your product or service? And it's really easy to get started. Just go to podbean.com slash brands. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands to start boosting your business with podcast advertising today. Client events are so vitally important to our business. And we host four every single year. We host a movie night in the first quarter. We host a summer barbecue in the second quarter. We do fall photos in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, we're trying something new this year and we're doing a pie giveaway plus photos with Santa. I am joined by our our event coordinator extraordinaire, Heather Jordan, and we are gonna break down the step-by-step-by-step what we do to help plan these events so that way we're not feeling hectic or rushed or manic. Um, And so we break down our 90-day process of exactly how we plan these. So if you are thinking about hosting an event for your team, yourself, your company, whatever, make sure you take notes. We go through lots of information on this week's episode of the Wistway Podcast. Today, we are joined by a very special guest. We have Heather Jordan. She is our event coordinator here at Whistle Realty Group. Heather, welcome to the podcast. Hello. So excited. I am so excited to have you on. Today, we're going to dive deep into uh, our plan when we plan our quarterly or our quarterly client appreciation events or what we call our friends and family events. And before we had Heather, um, we now we have a whole sheet that says exactly what we do. Before we had Heather, every event was, oh shit, we have an event now. Who's doing what? We already forgot about this. Everything was delayed. It was always, always, always rushed. And so now we have worked with Heather. Not only is she better at planning and managing events than anyone at our company, which is why we hired her, um, but also she is the one responsible, solely responsible to make sure all of these things get done. So we're going to go and break down exactly what we do in our events um, and kind of when we get them done and why we do them. So that way, if you either have a team and you are hosting events for your entire team, this is great for you. If you are a solo agent and you just want to plan a small get-together happy hour, you can utilize the same process to make sure that you don't miss some important steps and realize three days before the event you didn't do something that you had to have done months before. So we're going to go into all that and more. Before we get in, uh, you are listening to the Real Estate Success Podcast, The Whistle Way, where we talk about tips, tricks, systems, structure, support, all the things you need to help grow your business. Uh, if you like this and you want more, go to thewhistleway.com. You can subscribe to our podcast. You can uh, visit our YouTube channel, our Facebook group, join our referral network as people leave San Diego and are going to other places in the country. We need uh, realtors to send them them to. We can we have our email newsletter that we send out weekly. And also you can learn more about our Media Mayor Mastermind course. The course Kyle and I broke down, spent hours and hours and hours filming, creating to show you exactly how uh, we utilize video in our business to get both buyer and seller relationships dialed in. That's at thewhistleway.com. Finally, feel free to subscribe to all that. Leave us a review. We'd appreciate it. Let's get into the show. Heather. Yes. Now you get to talk for about 20 minutes and I'm not going to say a single word and go. Here we go. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm totally kidding. So uh, talk a little bit before we go into uh, break down what we do. Um, we, we're obviously huge fans of hosting, we call our friends and family events, our client appreciation events. We do four every quarter and we utilize this as a way 
to uh, interact, build relationships, and dive deeper with our database. So it's not always, you wanna buy, you wanna sell, you wanna buy, you wanna sell. We have more things to invite them to. So as Kyle says, the most important part about all of this is not that they show up to the event, it's the communication we get to do before and after. That being said, you can't do communication before and after if you don't have an event. And so um, I know we've done shows on the podcast about friends and family events. Um, dive into that if you're thinking, should I do it or not? This podcast is going to talk exact, not much about the why, but exactly the how, what we do, when we do, and how we do it. So Heather, I want to start back from the very beginning. Um, we start planning our next friend and, friends and family event typically before we launch our current one, right? Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, when I first was put on here, Kyle was like, we want to do like 20 events a year. And the dates were two weeks before the event. So that's a huge thing. I know just from being a mom and somebody who is a planner that we definitely want to get the dates on the calendar. So as we've grown and our events have grown, now we don't only book like 90 days before, we actually have our whole next year's calendar of events put out there just because we are having so many events and we have a lot more people coming to these events. So as of right now, we do um, have all of our events for 2024 on the calendar. And we'd like to announce it probably as soon as that first event gets done, Q1, we get it done in March. Probably the very next week we are announcing to the team, okay, great event. I'm glad you guys all came. What did you think? This is the announcement for the next one, just so you can put it in your calendar. So we are definitely getting the team more involved and letting them know all of the dates. Excellent. And so there are things that we have to do sometimes that someone may be listening and going, what do you mean you plan it that far in advance? That's too far. But as we've done these, we realize there are things that have to be done before the um, th that we have to do that takes time. So talk. Let's start first off ninety days in advance. So we put our days in the calendar for twenty twenty four. It's the end of twenty twenty three right now. Um, so a year out, we've got really planned. Talk to me about things we do ninety days out, three months yeah. out. Break when we break it down. We book the venue. Um, so we decide, so our um, Q4 event is going to be here at, um, we have two locations for it. And um, so we definitely book the venue about 90 days before. Um, and we pick our dates. So those kind of go hand in hand because if we choose that we want to do book a venue, we kind of have a date in mind. Okay, this is our number one date. This is our number two date. So, and a lot of places now these days, if we're going to not have it here at our La Mesa office headquarters, then we definitely need to have a space available, a park, a movie theater. So we are definitely booking that at least 90 days in advance. And if you're thinking that was, that's way too long, that's why you don't need it 90 days in advance. What we have found is... Uh, especially with parks and realtors like to drink. Uh, that is not news to anyone. Um, but finding a park that's centrally located that's good for all four of our offices because we have anywhere in San Diego, if you're familiar, we have La Mesa, North Park, Temecula, and Carlsbad. Uh, from La Mesa to Temecula is about an hour and a half drive. Um, would you say about that? Yeah. So we have a big span of area and we don't want to say, okay, all of our events are in La Mesa because our Temecula people are gonna be left out. So finding a venue that fits not only for geographically, that's as central as possible, but one that will fit our needs. So that, you know, do you want to have alcohol there? Yes or no. And if so, you need to have the right permits or the right park. Some parks won't allow alcohol after dark or alcohol at all, or alcohol in glass containers. Um, 
Do you want to have food there? Are you going to have it catered? Are you going to have a food truck? All of these things that we're going to talk about go into figuring out where your venue is. So if you're not having it at you know, your office or a, a Regis office, if you're at EXP, you can rent things like that out. Um, but you need to have the venue for, far enough in advance to where you guys can commit to each other. So, okay, so we pick the date, which we say now we're doing more than 90 days out. Um, but we make sure by 90 days out, that date is confirmed. Well, and it so also, yeah, and it also gets like the team lead committed to that date yep. because that's just one of the hard issues that we have as well is that, you know, somebody like a Kyle has everything in his calendar. You know, he lives off of his calendar if it's not in there. So we have already committed him to that date as well. Yep. All right. So that's 90 days out. Now, what do we do? And we're talking to the team about it right away. Okay. So on the back end portion, so now I decide whether if it's at a park, I need to get permits. All parks, all city parks will need permits. Um, so I go ahead and get those. And then while I'm doing that, we have a budget for um, all of our events. And I can go out and I can um, reach out to all of our biggest vendors that we have. And I go and reach out and ask for sponsorships for them because they love the partnership and the business that we've worked on together. And this just gives them a great opportunity to get their name out there and just to know that we are going with them and stay, sticking with them for all of our business um, relations. Yeah. And something that I want to add to this is that we want to make sure that it's valuable to them. So yes, they're, they're, they're sponsoring us because of our relationship that we built, but we keep doing things to keep adding more value. So some of the, the, the sponsors, it does make sense for them uh, to be on things like the mailers and the emails because their their clients are are consumers as well. So like a lender, the fact that clients get to see them, that's good for them. But for some for some vendors, it doesn't make that much there's not that much value because where are their clients, right? Um so like I I'm trying to think, I don't know, but like people that we refer like home inspectors or I, I don't know if we can I don't know. They're not on our list, but sometimes our, their clients are us, right, as the, the real estate agents. Mm -hmm. So we do things like we allow them to come and either speak at a meeting or host a huddle to talk to our team. So that way, as they're giving us money, we want to make sure we give them value back so that they get FaceTime with our agents. Right. And it is nice. So they can, um, we offer, we have like a standard what they, we can offer them just being a sponsor in there. So, um, I mean, yeah, it's like team nights. They get they get face FaceTime with the clients or with our agents and stuff. But um, yeah, our sponsors make a huge impact on what we can do with our events. Um, I realized that this didn't print out in chronological order, which is <laughs> annoying. Okay. Um, but so let's so that was sixty days back. But let's go back to ninety days. What other things we do? It's on page two for you. Yeah, we um, we also we announce it to you know our company meeting. We go through the. And we make a big announcement at our company meeting, like, this is what we're going to be planning. This is what we have. It just gets the team excited about this. Um, during that time, we also can reach out to all of our different um, departments within our own company, um, our sales team, our marketing team, our ISA d department. We go through them and I message them saying, hey, um, just so you know, in about 90 days, we are going to be launching our um, event, friends and family event. And these are the emails that are going to be sent out. So if anybody's calling in for this, um, this you have some background on that. So they know what to say when they're answering calls or getting these emails. Yeah. And that's one thing that we, we had lacked in the past and that we found it's very important. So that way, as our database manager is getting emails 
from clients responding about this or our ISA teams getting phone calls saying, hey, I want to come to the pie giveaway. They're not like, I've never heard of this. So communicating that within our team um, is phenomenal, even though it's way far in advance. Cool. What else do we do? Um, so now that we have the event going, um, we our marketing team is really helpful in getting graphics designed and we send out, um, we have a whole invitation list. So we ask of our agents um, to get us an invitation list and for all of their clients that they have. Um, they go through and they send it over to our marketing team, which we send out invitations directly in the mail, which is such a huge touch. Getting, nobody sends out, it's like Facebook, Evite, but getting that invitation in the mail, they can hold it, they can put it on their fridge, whatever they like to do with it, it feels extra special to them. Yeah, so so we what Heather's talking about is a, a physical printed mailer, just like you would get an invite for a, a wedding or a, a nice event. It's a physical printed mailer that we mail to the homes. Now, agents have to opt in for this. Uh, we, we charge them the cost that it costs us to do this, but we'll design a folded uh, mailer, get it in an envelope stamped um, and out to their, their clients. Um, so that way they have that as the first touch. And this is the first time usually that the clients will hear about the event is through this physical mailed piece in the, in, in the mail. Um, and then as they follow up with phone calls, texts, emails, that sort of thing, it's not going to be the first time they see it. So um, that's a huge piece. And so we have to design that early on because as we're getting the list, we need to make sure we have the mailer ready to go. Good. What else? Um, normally on all of our events, we also create an Eventbrite page. Okay. So it's a great way for all of our clients to register um, and for our agents when they are calling and they're inviting them to this friends and family event that they can have somewhere to go and register themselves or the client or the agents can register their clients for them. So this Eventbrite page, it's just something nice that um, they can go on, they can see it, they can get more details about the event. And then we can keep track of how many people are attending. Yeah. And we've used Eventbrite in the past. It used to be free for a long, long time. Now they're starting to charge. So we're looking at different options to see what makes the most sense. But having a landing page of sorts that you can you can send people to, they can get more information and having a deter, uh, defined follow-up process to make sure that as people sign up, they actually show up is super important. So we've used Eventbrite and I think for our events that have 1,500 uh, RSVPs, 1,300, I think it was like 50 bucks for an event. Mm -hmm. So when you're determining your budget, which we determine um, at the, the end of the year for the next year, um, and one of our, our checkpoints on here is check to make sure we're still within budget. Um, make sure you add that extra 50 bucks for the Eventbrite page. If, if that's the route you're going. Cool. What else? Um, I start at this point, I'm usually um, calling and hiring vendors of all sorts, some activities that we like to do. Obviously, we like to keep it with theme. So our summer barbecue that we have, we tend to have outside activities. We do one to two food trucks. So I am hiring the food trucks at this point. We have a good estimate from our last event that we can go off of saying, okay, we had about 600 people at this last event. We probably, we've grown this much. So we probably should up our number to about 800 to 1,000. So at our last party, um, our event, we had in and out come down. It was one of the 
first of five times I think they ever came to San Diego. So that was a really cool experience, the big semi-truck looking in and out, um, which is pretty amazing. We also ha um, have activities for all ages during these events, which is really cool. Um, being a mom, if anywhere my, my kids are going to have fun outside, that I can have three hours of just like relaxing time because when your kids aren't crying and there's food and activities for them, it's going to be a fun time for everyone. So we hire out like a bubble girl to come in. We hire out ice cream food trucks. Um, so all of these park activities, I just... I hire them out just so it's like a theme, a summer theme um, for fall festival. If we had it at a park, we had a pumpkin patch and photos. So just so we can keep somebody, you know, we send an email out at the end just so we can keep um, touch with them and show them like, wow, this was a fantastic, here's a picture, you know? So it is nice that um, all these events having to do with the event itself for any kind of our Christmas events, we have hot cocoa and cookies and photos with Santa. So we definitely go with a theme for the season and um, hiring out these vendors. It's really fun. It makes the activities real special. Yeah, and you want to make sure that it's it's a great experience for someone. So again, we go all out and we have, like we said, 1,300 people RSVP, and, that, and that's a ton. And if you're in a situation where you're like, Brian, I've, I've closed deals with seven people over my career. I, I'm not going to have 1,300 people show up. It's not just for your past clients. That's why we call it our friends and family. It's for your sphere, your database. It's an excuse for you to reach out, to call, to text, to, to engage with people, to really get back in communication and do something fun. But what we want to make sure you do is whatever you're doing, whether it's a small intimate event, which a small intimate event could be three people, could be 30 people, could be whatever, right? Um, whether it's something like that or something big, you want to make sure you don't half-ass it, right? And that's why we're talking about step-by-step -step what we do you don't want to just be like, oh, yeah. And that's why we have Heather, because if it were me, I would put up like one balloon. I'm like, this is our photo booth. You have a balloon. Like, enjoy. Um, you want to make sure that you you think about your audience. If you're if it's a family-themed event or an adult-only event or uh, focused around the kids, you want to make sure that they're you're providing activities for them to do to keep them busy so that way their parents don't have to. <laughs> so okay so at that so when are you hiring vendors like 60 days out 80 days out where yeah yeah at, when once i know where the location is and what um quarter it's in um obviously we're going to be hiring those vendors and um getting those all booked up um 60 days in advance and so we already talked about it we we talk about it with our agents on our tuesday meeting we have company-wide tuesday meetings we add it to our calendar so that way they're all have access to that we invite them all to that so that way they don't have to go, what day is it again? Or when is it? Or, oh, I forgot it was that day. We invite them uh, to their email. We add their email to the calendar invite. So that way when they try and book over it, they can see, oh, I already have something that day. Um, and then we also we also send it, start again, early on. The more lead time our agents have, the better. We then post it in Slack as well. All 90, 80, 75 days out. Um, I think we've been talking about this one for two months now every week, making sure they know about it. Cool. What else? Um, we just like to, um, it, Kyle's really good at letting the agents know that this is so beneficial to them um, just to get those calls in. And um, I mean, this is zero cost to our agents. And so just inviting them out, talking something other than the real estate. It's So we just really emphasize how important inviting all of your friends and family to these events. So um we always like to plan with our sales team um, these call parties also just to get a better idea of how many people are going to be coming to these events um, and just getting our agents to call, get on the phone and actually call and talk to all of their clients. So probably about 
three weeks prior, we open up the registration to our party. So we, um, to the event, whatever it is, it's about three weeks. Um, our invitations, our mailers drop and that's our timeline, three weeks. So the day that we give um, early access to our gold and platinum agents. And so we tell give, a little bit more about what that means. What's gold and platinum? Gold and platinum is that they have sold. They're our top selling agents on the team. Yep. There We have about eight to 10 usually at all times of our agents. And so we open up the, because um, some of our events are going to be booked out. Like we let them know, like this is going to sell out. We only have this much space, especially when we have events like a Snapdragon where we have a certain amount of people. So we let them know. So we give early access to our Gold Platinum agents. We give them one to two days uh, prior to um, start registering their clients and start making those calls and texting and um, just getting people registered. Yeah, and this is a perk that we offer to our, our higher tier agents for a couple reasons. One, uh, they've got the the deal flow. They've got the, the leads that they're working for. Um, like absolutely, they should be, they should be rewarded. Um, but two... Our gold and platinum agents are also the busiest agents they have that we have. They should be because they they have the most deals in escrow or, or closed, and we want to make sure that we give them as much time as possible to um, do this. So when they may be super busy, they may have four hours now, but not have another four hour block for another week and a half. And if we sell out, then then they're put in a situation where they get penalized because they're really busy with work. And so we want to make sure we give them a little bit of extra time to start inviting people. So I love yeah. that. So, yeah. So our invitations, we love on our timeline for them to drop three weeks prior. Mm -hmm. um, that gives people, that gives all of the clients time to say, oh, yeah, we have this time available. It gives them um, the availability in their schedules to move things around. And then as soon as they drop, we open up the registration on our end. So we don't, we do not let register, people can ju can't just register before this, um, the invitations, and then we can open it up to all the whistle team as soon as the mailers drop um, and they get the invitation. So now the whole team has three weeks to fill all these spots. And we have already as a team, we know how many um, spots we have open. Normally it's, we say about 1500 or so for our events and um and then the invitate, then they can just start registering all their clients. They're making the calls, and um, and I guess then we schedule our call parties, which is about two weeks out and one week out. And now before we go into the call parties, I want to talk about because we I talked this whole time about how important it is to have plan so far out, and then you go right there. I know someone's going to say, Brian, we started this three months ago, and you're only giving me two or three weeks to invite people. What's going on? And what we found is that the longer you give people to uh, RSVP, if they RSVP a month and a half ahead of time, the likelihood of them canceling is is so much higher than if they signed up a week and a half before the event. So we like a two to maybe three weeks max uh, blitz of inviting people. Um, otherwise, a bunch of people are going to say yes. They're going to bail. We usually get about a 30 to 40% no-show rate, which is we're always trying to make less so we can plan better. Um, but a two to three week blitz is really what you'd need. Um, you can do it with one week. Uh, I wouldn't do it shorter than that, but I wouldn't go any further than three weeks because then you're going to have a bunch of people saying, absolutely. I'll see you there. You buy food for them. They know they don't show. And you're like, well, now we just wasted spots. Right. Yeah. Um, so then you were talking about, um, call parties. What are those? So our sales team um, will put together on with the agents and um, we invite them here to the office. We usually provide some kind of pizza or, you know, bagels or something if it's in the morning, but 
we've been trying to um, put it, our call parties in the evening time when um, I guess our clients have more time to talk. And this is just like everybody we're, everybody coming together. You're all doing the same thing. You're all here. Um, all of our agents come in and they just start calling their sphere, their clients, their past clients, their clients right now in the hot and cold, you know, or the hot area. And then they just start calling them and start inviting them to this like cool event that we've put on that's no cost to them and just start talking about things and not even bringing up real estate, just talking like, hey, we're having this really cool event and have your kids come out, get a picture with Santa um, or come out to our summer barbecue. We have in and out there. Um, so they just start calling them so we can have a better idea of how many people are going to be on this list. And the first one usually happens about two and a half weeks before. Um, that's a good way to get more people registered. Um, that they're just hearing about it probably for the first time. The mailers have dropped, so the agents are really encouraged to be like, hey, I'm pretty sure you got my invitation. Just wanted to see if you need help registering. I'd be happy to do that for you. And um, we would love to see you out there. Oh, and by the way, bring up some, how's the kiddos? How's the new puppy? You know, like, <laughs> how's living in the new house? And what, you know, like, how's how's your first year there? And it kind of just brings up, like, you care about them. So all of this kind of goes back to building that relationship, getting on the phone and calling. Cool. Our so they've, the mailers have dropped for those that have opted in. Uh, so the client opens it up. Oh, wow, that's really cool. This is going on. Then they get a phone call from the agent. Um, they also get an email. So our team, we utilize FUB, which is phenomenal. Uh, one of the things that I love that I can do from FUB, I've tried FUB and MailChimp, and I like doing FUB better. One of the things that we um, can do from FUB is we can actually send it from the agent themselves. So that way I can write this email, um, send it to the from the assigned agent. So Jared is, is out, sitting out there right now. I can write the email. It sends it from Jared to his database. Um, and that way, when they respond, they respond directly to Jared so he can communicate. So again, we're doing all these things to get people into communication, right? So we've got the, the mailer, we've got the call party, we've got the emails, which we sent out several emails um, on behalf of the agent. And we can send a, an email from Kyle saying, hey, this is the event, blah, blah, blah. So we do that. Um, and then also, like Heather said, as she was she was starting to talk about the, the mailers, the media team also designs... Uh, graphics for the agents to share on social media, both on stories and in, uh, in stories and, and their feed. Again, the whole idea, we don't put the URL on there because the whole idea is to get people in conversation. So our graphics say things like DM me for info or DM me to get a ticket or let me know or text me or, or something like that. So that way we can get people into conversations. That's our entire goal here. So, okay, what else? Okay, we're at about two weeks before. Um, so at this point, I get um, my own personal admin team involved now because I can't just do it all on my own. Tried that, didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the unloading and loading. Um, so anyways, um, I put out a, like an email, a message out to my team and everybody is involved. Everyone loves these events. And so the admin, they I need like registration spots to be filled. Um, we need somebody to... Um, I guess work the ice cream booth and set up cornhole and MC the event. So um, we have different spots available for our events that I always need help with. Like everybody shows up to the event, we get about eight to 10 of our admin there 
to unload the truck, you know, the beach balls, the volleyball, the, the ice creams, put the sodas on ice because we provide all this stuff. So um, we just have our whole team there about an hour and a half before the event, get everything. I kind of coordinate like, okay, you two are in charge of, you know, like setting up the, the photo booth and um, the whole team, the whole admin team is involved in that. And then we kind of just stay and everybody has their different time slots um, or I guess like spots that they're working. Um, registration is a big thing because with Eventbrite, we kind of like go through. It gives us a real accurate number of how many people have showed up. And um, so that's kind of what I send out and everybody signs up what they like to do. Cool. So what what's important about this is if um, if you're listening to this and you say, I, OK, cool, Heather, that makes sense. You have eight to 10 of your admin go, great, I don't have that. Um, if, if it's just you, uh, utilize your utilize your team. Literally reach out to maybe your, your lender or your title rep, see if they can help. Uh, reach out to your friends and family, see if they can help, right? Obviously you're, you're gonna be inviting some of them, but maybe your wife works registration and your kids work the photo booth, right? Uh, maybe you have an assistant, ask if they're, their wife or husband or girlfriend or boyfriend or neighbor or roommate or whatever, see if they can come and help. And a lot of times we get, I mean, all of the times we get a, a ton of non-admin help um, to do this. If, if it's if you're on a team, have your team members help. If you are just a solo agent, maybe you're a solo agent within EXP or within Real and you don't have a team, maybe you say, hey, uh, Jimmy, I want to throw this event, but I can't do it all myself. Why don't we both do an event? You invite your friends, I invite my friends, and we can pool our resources. So um, that's ways to make this easier. Heather, we only have a few more minutes to to dial this in. Um, so we got to we've got the emails going out, we got phone calls, two call parties to make sure that agents are engaged and excited and invi- inviting people. We got the social media. the The last week of of registration, we do a big social media blitz. So we post on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. No, we don't tweet Twitter. YouTube and, and make sure everyone knows about it. Um, we have our vendors, we have our Eventbrite, we have all that sort of stuff. We have our jobs, we have our the agents working the things. Mm-hmm. Um, then the event happens. Mm-hmm. You have people working through. Our events are typically three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if you're bigger, go longer. If you're if you're smaller, go shorter. If you need to. Um, so then we have the event, right? Do we miss anything beforehand? I don't think so. I'm marking things off. Okay. Um, at the event, our media team creates content. Yes, that's really important. I thought that was like a huge thing that maybe the first couple of events that I was at, I really wanted somebody to be following either me around like, okay, this is what we do in the background, which is really cool just so we can show this is what we do, but also get capturing like the families there and people having a fun time and what we actually put on and showing how many people are there because we do get about a thousand people at some of these events. So mm-hmm. um, it is really great just to capture the moments um, because we are all busy. So we just, we set roles. Um, a couple of our photographers can, you know, take some p- pictures and video of the event. Um, so then we come back, the event happens, it's great. And um, at our next Tuesday, because it's usually on a weekend, mm-hmm. at our next Tuesday meeting, we show either these reels that are happening or, you know, like the videos of it. We And um, what we've executed this time is that we have asked our agents, like, what was good? What was bad? Like, what were your wins of this? Like, what do you think, like, you had maybe somebody who just kind of briefly touched on real estate with you, and now they are, like, super excited to work with you and do a real estate, like, a transaction right now, either selling or buying. And that's what it's all about, like, 
somebody um, won a raffle at our last event and brought the bike there to the event that they won at one of our last events. She's like, I didn't really know about Whistle, but this is so amazing, this event, and I can't wait to have you list my house. So, I mean, these kinds of things happen. Yes, in the background, that's what we always want for our team, but that's not what they're going after. But because the hints are so subtle, it makes it nice that we're doing this and then good things come out of it. Yeah. And, and again, that's the whole idea is build deeper relationships so that when someone wants to buy or sell, they can do it. Um, and then, like you said, what we integrated is what were the wins and, 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 and exactly what you said. But now we, we take those and we shape those to not only... People are like, okay, well, cool. You want to show people what you did, and that's good. But we want to use this media to to for a couple of reasons. One, we want to let our our clients see what we have done. Oh, that was really cool. I'm glad I went. Or give them FOMO for not showing up. Um, two, we want to utilize it for next year so we can show our agents this is the event. This is how cool it is. This is what we do. We want to get them excited about it. And three, it's a great recruiting tool when people say, oh we do this for our agents and it's we do this at no cost to you it's really cool for them to see it rather than just hear about it so creating that that media whether it's a a, a 4 minute feature film or a 50 second reel right. just giving the vibe of what it is and and reutilizing that in different ways so i think that's what we have for our stuff obviously we went through it in 25 minutes and right. you, we spend 3 months building this out there's obviously more to it um, but I think that's a pretty good high level overview. I don't think we missed anything, right. um, super big there before we get into our whistle widget of the week. I want to thank you for listening. If you are planning an event, a friends and family event, please, I would love to hear your biggest takeaway either on YouTube or, or in a review on, on iTunes or Spotify. Those things are super valuable. I know how important it is for all of us to get reviews for our real estate business if you wouldn't mind taking a quick minute to write us a review on your favorite podcast platform, that would mean the world to us. Um, again, go to thewhistleway.com where you can learn more about building your business, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of free tools on there. So all that being said, let's get into our Whistle Widget of the Week. That This is something that saves us time, makes us money, or just helps us have more fun in our life. Heather, would you like to go first or would you like me to? You can go first. Okay. So uh, the 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 widget I have, I shared with our group in our Media Mayor Mastermind, um, is a new microphone that one of our agents bought, and it's called a Comica or Comica or Comica. Um, and if you look on Amazon, you'll find it. I think it's about 300 bucks. What's really cool about this is it gives you four microphones, four uh, transmitters, and it all goes into one receiver. So you put one receiver on your camera. You can have up to four microphones there. I remember when we started Media Mayor Mastermind having our or, or, or video series, we would only have one microphone and then I bought another microphone and getting it all into the camera was really difficult. Um, so if you look, let me find it real quick on Amazon, but it's the Comica microphone. Let me see what it's called. Um, here's one for a two, per, it's the... Boom XD. Oh, it's just, just look at Comica. You'll find them. But uh, like I said, they're about 300, 350 bucks. Um, and I, I think that we're going to buy them soon. So that's my widget. Cool. Um, mine's not as fancy or as, or as, as expensive as yours. Good. So. Well, sure. <laughs> I am not a techie person at all. So any little thing um, for me, I'm just like, oh, wow, this is so fun. So for me, I have 
every single night, put on my phone on do not disturb at a certain time. And it is like life changing for me because in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., I hear ding, 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 because all those automatic emails are going out. And I wake up and I'm like, God, who's texting me? And it's not. It's like a Twitter update or whatever. So for me, doing the do not disturb or focus mode at work or whatever all of those are, but do not disturb has helped me just to like peace out from the phone and the and the and everything online and just be like, get a good night's sleep. Good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for watching this week's episode of the Whistleway Podcast. We will see you next week. Are you the proprietor of a business selling shaving kits, meal packs, audiobooks, or anything else of the sort? Have you failed to tap the market of people who love hearing their favorite comedians talk about their boring lives? What's wrong with you? 57% of U.S. consumers listen to podcasts every month. That's a lot of ears that could be hearing about your brand. Go to podbean.com brands to learn how it do. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands, and you could be the one talking instead of me.